Welcome to Tool World. We're your hosts. I'm Gordon Ju. And I'm David Ju. And we're here to discuss everything about ITF patterns. If you're interested in learning more, make sure to like the podcast. Today we have Master Chan Lee. This is Gordon Ju and David Ju. Master Lee is uh, from what city are you from, sir? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. How's it up there? Um, our family immigrated here in 1975, and we've been running our Taekwondo school here since 1976. So Midwest, we're only an hour and a half north of Chicago. We're right next to the, the Great Lake, Michigan. It's kind of a hidden gem, in my opinion. Love, uh, love the city. And uh, it's, I think, got about 1.2 million people where we live. Just interesting how your own experience and the way you were taught Taekwondo traditionally and what it might look like today. And that's kind of wanted to see how, what your feelings were on that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, my father is Changbukwan style Taekwondo. Yes, sir. And he, um, you know, there's nine different Kwans and that's the Kwan that we had. And my father learned under um, Grandmaster Lee Nam Suk. Yes, sir. And, you know, he stuck with the old ITF patterns. That's just the way we learned. He learned uh, directly with Grandmaster um, Che, you know, the modern founder of, you know, Taekwondo. So uh, I, I found it a very uh, incredible time. I mean, that I, I, you know, I grew up with a lot of kids of other Taekwondo Grandmasters and Masters. And, you know, we had General Che and Grandmaster Lee Nam Suk at our house. And, you know, when you're a kid, you have no idea how important, how cool, you know, these people are. Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. And, um, yeah, so, you know, the philosophy of uh, uh, my father would always say is that when you did your forums, it should be like you're in a pretend fight and you should put everything you have into it. You know what I mean? It's with speed and power and snap and so forth. Yes, sir. And so when a lot of uh, in the 80s was kind of a big deal because – Taekwondo made a major shift here in the United States with AAU and USTU and these other groups because we had to like decide whether or not these groups, you know, were doing uh, the Palge forms and you know the um, the Teguk forms. Yes, sir. And and so um, you know that became like oh that's this is this is real Taekwondo, right? And, and um, there's always kind of like this, you know, Olympic-style taekwondo versus uh, ITF-style taekwondo and, and so forth. And my, and my father stuck to his guns. He's like, you know, I don't like that. He goes, this is what I, this is what I grew up with, and this is what I want my students to learn. Yes, sir. And um, he stayed firm with that. And then about mid-'80s, you know, we were still had students compete and so forth. And so he said, okay, we'll adopt the sparring style uh, and know the rules for, for WT Taekwondo. So we, we still sparred and we did both styles, you know, ITF sparring and, and WT sparring. We did, uh, we did both of them, Yes, sir. but we never, we, we only adopted, it was like, I think the late eighties, my father started adopting just the black belt Pumses. So, uh, for Teguk. So we do Goryeo, Gumgang, Tebek, Shipjin. We do all the, um, uh, those forms. Uh, along with our Don. So they get a little flavor of that. And then in the last three years, we've now instituted uh, doing the, you know, Teguk uh, one through eight. We've been um, putting that into our black belt curriculum and we rotate it through. So when we say Taekwondo now, I, I tell our students is that 
we have to learn all forms of Taekwondo. You know, <laughs> I, I said our, 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 our tree and our base is ITF, but you know, we're, if you're going to compete on an Olympic level, we're, we, we can do WT and we can do ITF. And yes, I think, sir. you know, we're one of the few schools in the, in the country that can do both. It's a lot of work though, sir. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tell me about it. But you know what I did is that talking with my father's input and so forth is that we don't learn all of it. We rotate it. Oh, I see. So we'll just, right now we're on Teguk 4, and then four months ago, we were on Teguk 8. So we rotate one form in. We don't adopt all of it. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Sure. I understand. So, so, so they get a flavor of it. And then so when our, our competitors, they've seen all of it. Now it's just when they get ready for competition, they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember this from a year ago or whatever, and we'll review it. It's not like they're starting off from ground zero. Sure. They've been at least exposed to it. Yes, sir. So... um just out of curiosity, what is your feelings about patterns in today's modern society of martial art with mixed martial art and stuff like that? Is it a big curriculum for you, sir? Uh, it is. It, it definitely is. But let me tell you why. When I was a younger 20-something, so in my martial art career, um, I was the Wisconsin State Taekwondo coach. Um, I, I went to Korea, trained at Yongin University, and I did Taekwondo in Korea. And I realized, I'm like, wow, this modern-day Taekwondo is completely different than the way I've been taught as a kid, you know. Yes, and sir. I've learned new new ways and so forth. And and so my father had an open mind to expose myself expose myself to a lot of cool and interesting things, right? And um, in my 20s as a teacher, I I would, you know, um, have very strong pointed discussions with my father, and I said, listen, we need to get rid of Pumse. I said it's a waste of time. You know, Pumse is just kind of like, we shouldn't do it at all. We should just spar. Yes, sir. Right? That was kind of like my thing. I was like, if you want to know if you're a good Taekwondo person, spar. Lace them up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. And and that was just the way I thought, you know. And and, and we had a, like a really diverse – our school has a very diverse base. And, and, you know, we did a lot of sparring when I was in my 20s. And I could tell some of my father's older black belts and students were like, yeah, there's other things in Taekwondo than just the – the sparring part, you know, and I, I, I don't want to say I didn't respect them, but I was sort of like, okay, whatever, you guys are just old or whatever, right? <laughs> and, and and now I'm in my 40s, 30s and 40s, and in, in in my 30s, I as I transitioned to getting out of free sparring and competition, and I started working with kids on forums and, you know, and teaching especially ITF forums to children is hard work. It's got to be one of the most challenging, hard things that I've ever done, right? Yes, sir. Especially now as we're trending younger with kids. But it's so good for them. And it's so good for them because it builds, number one, it builds so many more neural pathways in their brain. I had um, the lead neurologist uh, for a hospital here locally, and she had her children, and she took classes with us. And she did uh, a talk on brain health and concussions and stuff to our staff. And then someone asked her and said, what are ways to build your brain? And she said, you need to do something with your mind and your body. Like music helps build more neural pathways in your, in your brain. And he, she said, taekwondo, like learning these patterns and forms, you know, mind and body harmony, where you're memorizing new things to do with your, with, with your, with your body and your brain has to facilitate that also builds new neural pathways. You know, it just kind of cemented things we already knew. Yes, but to have a neurologist said it, say it, it was like, all right, this is this is this is really awesome. So it was great. It was, um, you know, for me when I teach forms now, I don't think I'm just teaching them dangun or dosan or 
or um, you know the the difficult uh, tege. You know, yes. I, I feel like we're doing something that goes beyond that, which is building brain health. And I, I really feel like we're building these kids to to really be awesome. And and we're we're still old school, sir. I don't know if you still do this, but you go to our testing. Yes, sir. You got to perform basic one, right? Kibun yep. to Chunji Dangun Dosan all the way to Chungmu. Yes, sir. That's that's our black belt test. Oh yeah. And then you then you spar five rounds, right? Yes. And then you, then you run two miles, and and I look at our curriculum. I'm like, man, that's a lot. I show it to my friends. They're like, man, that's a lot of stuff to memorize. I'm like, <laughs> but if they make it a lifestyle and it's part of who they are and it's a culture, then they they'll want to learn it. Oh, absolutely, you know? sir. Yeah. yeah. And I and I tell my um, parents that enroll their young kids. I said, your your son's form does not have to be perfect. What it has to be is we're teaching them body mechanics, the movements. And when they turn six or seven, right, and you're te- working with four and five-year-olds, I said, when they're six and seven, we know we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be a little bit more strict with the technique. But right now, you know, we're just learning body mechanics. And so don't worry about, you know, just make sure it's the correct foot and, and so forth. And it's made a big difference. And, and I tell, I tell, I specifically tell our parents, I said, listen, your kid has to memorize all 20 odd moves of this form or 36 or whatever it is. Yes. Sir. And, um, I need your help. I need you to video it. So I, like we have forms week, I have all my parents come out and video it. And when you video, video it, then please go home and practice with your children. You know, and this is how they're going to build, you know, more neural pathways in their brain. We need to work together to make this happen. So I don't want to just have them drop it off and they don't have to do anything. I, I want them to have a little bit of buy-in saying, hey, I have to help my kid get better. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's really cool. You know, patterns, we don't realize the benefit of Taekwondo sometimes. I think a lot of a lot of students don't realize it. And just like that, I'm, right now I'm working with a, a student. He's uh, 64, and he had a kind of a stroke and memory problems, you know. But we're working on patterns, and he's coming along. I think he's his memorization is a lot better. It's like what you said, that neuron. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, and I, just in a, another quick question, and that is you've seen some of the way the current ITF patterns are being performed and the way you were taught. And, you know, it's not like actually that what you're doing is probably more old school. I remember going to a seminar with um President Choi Jung-wa, the son of General Che, and he goes, oh, old school. <laughs> I was like, oh, old school? What's that, sir? <laughs> I thought I was just doing what I thought was um, we right. were doing. Yeah. Well, well you know, I, I um, recently came across some videos online of a Taekwondo d- demonstration in 1964, yes. and I saw them doing some forms. I think they were doing Wanyo. And I'm like, that's exactly how we do Wanyo, you know? Yes, sir. And I, I just kind of had an epiphany. I was like, wow, I said, the, the, the form of Taekwondo we're doing is how they used to do it, you know, in the 60s. And and my father, I don't want to say he broke away from ITF or we never got ranking through ITF. It's just, you know, I, I think he just didn't have I, I didn't know. I didn't think he knew the avenues to do that. And then all his leadership was with WT. Yes. Sir. So but he, he still stuck with uh, with uh, uh, ITF patterns. But, you know, I, the way I look at it is, you know, I understand why they um, tried to do the sine wave and how it's a little bit more bouncy than what I'm used to. Yes. And I see the same forms. It just, to me, it seems like there's, you know, and this is just my opinion. It doesn't mean it's, 
it's the law here, but it seems inefficient in terms of when you're like going to hit someone with multiple moves and so forth that you've expended so much effort and time to do the wave and so forth that you're missing out. You know what I mean? Yes, and I, I, I do some um, boxing. I do some kickboxing. I do some other martial arts. I'm, I'm just a martial art nerd. You know, someone just recently interviewed me and said, you know, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, uh, martial arts. <laughs> martial arts. <laughs> like, they're like, well, isn't that what you do for a job? I'm like, yeah. That is my um, fun. <laughs> so, yeah, that is my fun. I, you know, just like learning new stuff, you know, and 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 learning new philosophies. And you know, I think, um, you know, a lot of people don't like UFC. I um, I look at it as a laboratory. You know, what I mean, and and I don't think it's the be all end all. Yes. Sir. I think if these people are willing to go and fight. And, and show us different styles and there's no like cost to me because I, I'm not the one that's taking the beating, you know, <laughs> I, I just get to watch and, and, and understand the science of it. Absolutely. Um, and I, I'm, yeah, I'm the, I'm a huge fan, but it's just interesting to me. You know what I mean? That if you, if you are going to do power, you're going to sacrifice a little speed, right? If you yes, have sir. some speed, right. Then you're going to sacrifice power. Right. I mean, it's just, it's that game, you know what I mean? And, um, uh, you know, you look at the movie Thai kicks and you look at ITF kicks and then you look at WT roundhouse kick. It's all three different roundhouse kicks. You oh, know what I mean? Yes, it's just, sir. You, and you can't say which kick is better. It's just, you know, why are they doing it that way? I think you always got to ask that why and, and so forth. So, um, but yeah, we never, we never made that jump to the ITF sine wave, the current, current sine wave, just kind of, kind of foreign to me, but it seems a little bit more of a waste of energy. And, and how it looks. Yeah, you know, I think um, I was watching some of your students last year at ASA. Is that right, ASA? Yes, yes, not, sir. Not comma, ASA. ASA. ASA, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what I saw, in my opinion, is that it's not that you don't do sine wave. I think you actually do it, but it's more of a natural movement. So, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think today the emphasis of of the sine wave is maybe overemphasized. You, there's a lot too much up and down type of that concept, I think. I think it's more subtle than that. Like you said, it's maybe a waste of time. Right, right, right. When, what do you know, what year was that instituted? Well, when did that become like a, a thing? Yeah, that's. I think that's a... I think General Che was, I remember meeting him in 1984, and, and he was kind of talking about that. But if you look at a lot of the older Koreans, Korean masters, um, there wasn't, you don't see that extreme. But it, I think it became more extreme is because I I think it was, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm not saying that that's, that's just a reason, but in my opinion, I think this whole idea of this, deep down, up, down kind of movement was only brought in only as a way to try to explain this concept. It's not really this concept of up and down. And so when I see right. some of my own students and I see too much of it, I said, no, 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 that's too much. It's got to be more natural. And I think the video that you might be talking about, Juan Yo, that you saw, I think I saw the same video. I was going, see, they have a little bit of sun wave, but it's not too extreme. Right, right, and maybe, maybe um, it has to be deeply more explained to me. And uh, and if we're doing it, then you know, then you know that I, I just know that yeah, it's easier for us to perform it. But it's like 
I, I, the way it's always been explained to me is whatever technique you do, whether it be a block or a punch, you want to put as maximum power into it efficiently. Yes, sir. Without, you know, overwinding up and so forth. And, you know, I came up with this concept. I told my, my students, I said, if you let's, let's do a low block, low block for an example, right? Yes, sir. If you're going to do a low block, you know, you can't just use your arms, right? If you just use your arms, you're missing like, you know, 70% of the power here. So you can't wind up like a baseball pitcher and turn your belly button over and then turn all the way over and then do the low block, right? You, I said, turn your belly button over to 10%, just 10% and then turn and then at the last minute, snap your hand down, you know? Yes, sir. And, and so my concept that that's kind of like, because I, I've done reality-based training where I've been in uh, scenarios where you fight with red man suits on yes, sir. and red man suits are that, that big suit that police officers will use. And we did scenarios and I, I remember so a lot of the law enforcement people I was training with, they were just getting knocked on their butts and uh, the guy in the suit came after me and I went to a deep walking stance and started throwing elbows and knees and I wasn't getting thrown around. I'm like, this is all Taekwondo forms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my stances are keeping me upright, you know? And, uh, you know, you have this guy with a fake knife trying to, you know, stab you and you're like, all right, I'm going to block it with a high block, hit him with an elbow, hit him with some knees and just until he, he backs down and, uh, and, and they're running at, running at you at full force. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And, and so anyway, it was just, you know, very interesting to me foundation. because the foundation of your stances help you, you know, fight the reality based, you know, components of what we you know, what, what goes on, you know? Yeah, and I think we learn a lot of that in uh, forms and patterns. A lot of hundred percent foundation. Hundred percent. As long as we're focusing on what we're trying to do, right? I mean, sometimes yes, we sir. have kids that's just kind of going through the motion, but they're not really thinking about how does that really work. Right. right. I always kind of think of patterns or the movement itself as like it's not the way we really fight because we don't hold a arm out like that, but I think of it like as someone took a photograph and what would it look like if I was to hit somebody and I was in the, in the right stance, it should look something like this maybe. Right. But wouldn't you, I mean, you see, I, I've been in these like mock scenarios and if you were going to hit someone hard with a, with the right hand, you know, you would go into a left walking stance deep to like throw it. You wouldn't stay in your L stance and, or, or a guarding stance, you know, or a fighting stance just to do it. You would, you, if you were going to haul off on someone, you would naturally just go into a walking stance to hit them. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? To drive it and, in, right? The, yeah, absolutely to drive it in. That back foot is, you know, your, your stability, you know? And so, um, I, 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 like I said, I, I do the whole, yes, you will not go into a deep walking stance into a low block, but I guarantee someone's coming after you. You're going to do a semblance of a walking stance before you throw your right hand or your dominant hand. Right. Because you can't you can't do a stance from just standing still or yes. you, know, you can't hit someone just, you know, regular standing. Your stances are kind of the backbone of what you're going to throw. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think of patterns as like theory. Right. It's like if you're an engineer, you have the ideas or the theory of something. And then in reality, you have an electrician who actually knows how it really works. And so Taekwondo right. can be the same. In theory, this is what we do, but in real life, it might be a slightly different. Right, right. But a very necessary thing to learn. Yes, sir. We need that foundation. Did you have any questions that you maybe want to ask me about how we might do s patterns, sir? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Your 
what's your black belt or what your testing cycle? Is it uh, do the, all the students have to know one or two forms or how do you guys do that? Yeah, so we actually have a black belt test coming up this weekend. And so people that are testing for, students that are testing for first stand have to know all the patterns from Chi through Chung Mu. And um, second dance have to know all the pattern from Chanji all the way to, we call it Kodong. I don't, do you do Kodong? We do Kodong. We never do Juche. No Juche. So you know the original Kodong. Yes, sir. Nice. I call that Kodong 1.0. And uh, <laughs> so when General Che brought out Juche, that was about 1980, I would say 19, around 1984. And around 2008, President Che changed the name Ju Che back to Kodong. He'd been working with some of the people in, in Korea, and Ju Che, just the terminology is kind of, I don't know, maybe associated more with the North Koreans. Mm-hmm. So he changed the name back to Kodong. So it's, so, so is it the actual form, or is it Ju Che called Kodong? It's Ju Che named Kodong. So he just ah, changed the name. To back to Kodong. But there are some got other organizations it, it. call it Juche. They don't call it uh, Kodong. Ah, uh, okay. So then do you do Kodong 2.0? We do Kodong 2.0. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I, I did learn Kodong 1.0, but, you know, it was a long time ago. I think my son can do that. Yeah, it's one of my favorite forums. And, you know, when... Juche, right? Uh, uh, no, Kodong 1.0. Oh, Okay. I like to. Yeah, I, maybe I never learned Juche. You. Oh, you didn't learn Juche. Well, maybe no, I one. Never uh, maybe when we see each other, we we can go over. You can show me Kodong 1.0, and we can show you Kodong 2.0. <laughs> wow. So, uh, so our, all our books are wrong then, because we, you know, I had to find some books that had all the forms and so forth, and you know, the books we use is. The encyclopedia is the, the, the 12. The 12 or 15 volumes, sir. Oh, is it 15? Yeah, the 15 volumes. Yes, so sir. those are our reference, but they don't have Kodang in there. Right, they have, they have Juche. Juche. Right, 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 right. Right, And so I had to find an older book, the, the Taekwondo, I call it the Taekwondo Bible, the yes, General sir. Che Condensed, the Green Book, right? Yes, sir. So I have that condensed version of that, and that had Kodang in it. And, um, wow, but that, yeah, it, uh, that must be a really old book. Cause I have not seen that book. I have some yeah. old encyclo, uh, old condensed version, but they all yeah. have Juche in it. Yeah. So y- you can tell how old it is when you have like all the people in the pictures, they're in, like Korean. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're Koreans and they're wearing floods. Right, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is an old book, and then you see the newer version, you're like, oh wait, there's non-Koreans in this book. This must be an older version of the book. <laughs> I have some old photos of myself, and I'm wearing floods. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, I don't want to take too much more of your time, sir. I uh, maybe we can do this again, and maybe sp- uh, talk a little bit more specifics about a particular pattern. I do really appreciate it, though, sir. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. And, you know, um, it's so great that, you know, I get to talk to you about forums because there's not a lot of people, I think, that go, oh, yeah, let's talk about patterns and forums. This is awesome. It's uh, I, I, We have a, a great culture within our own organization of people that 
just love the forums and I and I and I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of that as well so oh that's cool anyway I'll probably see you in a couple of weeks absolutely sir well this has been well, fun well, we haven't heard anything yeah. from David well, thank you for joining us sir I <laughs> I thought this was super <laughs> interesting <laughs> oh that's right there's another person on this on this podcast <laughs> Well, David, thank you for your input. It's been very insightful. I appreciate everything you have. I've learned. <laughs> well, uh, I better let you go. It's been an hour, and my wife is like, "Hey, we need to go to lunch." You probably have to go to school. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for having me on. Thank you, and, sir. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys in Las Vegas. I look forward to seeing you too, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll see you then. Have a nice day, sir. Take one. You too, sir. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope to see you next time.